If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. Look out, here we come. Uh, we start off with about 35 minutes of chit-chat. We, uh, we begin with, uh, we start talking about protein powders. We talk a little bit about our sponsor, Organifi. By the way, get 20% off any Organifi product if you go to Organifi.com and type in the coupon code MINDPUMP. Then we talk about trucks and how that's kind of an American thing. We don't really see that anywhere else. Yeah. We talk about Justin's new truck. Yep, he's rolling in a pretty cool truck. Yeah. Sexy, if you ask me. Basin, old car audio systems. What were you basing back in <laughs> oh, high school? Oh, yeah. We talk about back when we were growing up, how it was a big deal to have the big uh, 12-inch subwoofers. Yeah. Talk about my- uh, You guys in fl- your stereos. Talk about my flea market purchase of subwoofers because I'm a <laughs> frugal, or some may say cheap, individual. Mm. Uh, we talk about yes. car modifications- Cruising and racing. That was like a big thing when we were kids. Maybe not so big nowadays. It's dying off, huh? It is. too bad. We talk about millennials and their buying habits, the future of movies. Are they going away? And aging and how you enter an age of enlightenment as you get older, or as we like to call it. (laughs) The age of zero fucks. The age of zero fucks. Then we start answering some questions. The first question is, test boosters. Do they work? Are there any side effects? The second question is how to give advice to a friend. It always seems like friends will take advice from other people. They just won't listen to you, even if it's the same advice. Is it your fault? It's Hmm. really annoying. Is that how you're delivering it? The next question is about dairy. How much dairy do we eat, and what do we think about dairy in particular? I love cheese. Finally, we talk about our body maintenance protocols. You know, stuff like massage, acupuncture, chiropractic, and other bodywork tools that aid in recovery and mobility and just overall feeling better. Also, don't forget this month, probably my favorite promotion ever, we are giving away access for free to our private forum on Facebook. All you have to do is enroll in any MAPS program or MAPS bundle. In other words, enroll in a program, a MAPS program or a bundle, and we will give you access to our private forum Absolutely for free. On that forum, we have about 2,000 members that include fitness professionals, doctors, uh, and of course, me, Adam, and Justin are on there. Come hang out with us. uh, Almost uh, every single day. Don't forget, next month, too, the price goes up on the forum. So we're jumping up on the price. So make sure you get in on it this month. I'll tell you what's surprising to me is I haven't had... (laughs) This is my gauge for supplements, is my like how sensitive my gut is to them. Mm. I feel like I always talk about this. I'm sure people on the other end of this podcast are like... It's like an alarm that goes off. Sal's tummy. What a baby. We should have like... There should be a segment. Like today, it's talking about Sal's Sal's tummy today. No, but legit... Diarrhea. But legit, I've done the the green juice. I've done the protein powder. Of course, the probiotics, which worked well for me. But I've done the protein powder and the green juice. And... Neither one of them have had a negative effect on my on my gut, Excellent. which almost every fucking product out there supplement, if it's in powder form, will mess me up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, when we talk to Drew, I, I find companies like this where the the CEO was trying to solve a problem that they had themselves, 
it's I feel like the integrity is totally different with the company. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Think of yeah. all the supplement companies that we met with, we talked to. Where the problem was, how can I make more money? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like we're <laughs> trying to rebrand. Right. We're trying you know, to market this, this way, trying to make this cooler, we're trying to attach ourselves to these things, and there's no story behind the company. Like to me, that was one of the things where that uh, I what I really liked about uh, Organifi and Drew was. You know, here's a guy who has a very similar story to us where was taking all this shit, you know, mm-hmm. like we were, and has affected his gut and now has been on this mission to... He knew his margins were going to be right. dog shit because he's actually, like, sourcing it and, like, it costs more. Right. You know, but he does it anyway. You know, that's what inspired the the Red Juice direction was he just went through a bout of gout, right? Did you yeah. know that? Yeah, yep. yeah. So he just gone Didn't, to- Did he say that in our, our talk with him? About of gout. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did, I did that. Wow, <laughs> I did that. You're like that, a, worked. that worked. You're like right. a. You're like a. I did. That. He's a poet. poet, and he didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, oh my boom. god, <laughs> that just happened. Justin's on fire. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. So there's three protein powders now. Now that I've used Organifi, that work really well with me. So Organifi is one of them. The one that I found a long time ago was the Garden of Life one. The the raw. Organic protein, and then there's um, the warrior protein that I've used. The warrior protein, and those are the three that I can tell they're all plant based, right? But no joke, I'm not just saying this. I hope the listeners aren't like, "Yeah, man, you're just being sponsored." No, seriously, and this is one of the reasons why I'm excited to visit their fat, their like how they make their yeah, because Mm. their or the Organifi protein legit is the best. It's actually up there with the best tasting like whey proteins that I've had, Mm. which I was already. I've already kind of like accepted that like plant protein powders will never taste as good as the whey ones. Yeah. They never will. Yeah, you kind of like know that going in. But this one's really good. And so my first thoughts were, what are they putting in here to make it taste so good? There's no artificial anything in it. Um, and if you look, they have the, um, they have independent, you can actually see the that independent laboratories will test their product and tell you, you know, what's in there, what's not in there. So... I don't know, man. They did a good job. It's definitely the, it's definitely more expensive of the three, but uh, I like that though. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, no, I do too, bro. I I mean, I don't know for quality control, and uh, you know, because then yeah, it's, it's like true. I mean, it is. You know, true. what else are you you're gonna cut corners when you start trying to play the price game? It's right. it's kind of true because when they did the when they when those uh, testing was coming out for protein spiking, mm-hmm. where the companies were spiking their protein to make it look like it had forty grams per serving, when in reality it was twenty. And then they'd sprinkle in, you know, nitrogen or, or whatever they used amino acids to make it look like it had more protein. Yeah. The companies that were the worst at it were the ones that had uh, that were the cheapest. That right. the ones that are known for having the best value. Of course. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. Where you get the bag of protein, That's you're so like, logical. Dude, yeah. Twenty bucks for a hundred servings away. Like this is great. <laughs> oh, well, I'm getting hooked up. Yeah. Well, you said it's a you're, huge bag. You're actually getting thirty servings in a uh, you know, yeah. make it look like a hundred servings. Well, you you uh, I mean, you were talking about this on the show. Just the that people spend most or companies spend most of their money on the the flavor. And then the the marketing and advertising side. I mean, that's just if you want to be successful in anything that has to do with food or supplements, that's where most people spend. And their then money. they don't have much money left over for you know quality and sourcing, mm-hmm. and it, it you know it sucks because we are. I, I think we're kind of conditioned to believe that uh, maybe ne- it doesn't necessarily mean if you get like a cheaper. Uh, price that uh, it, that the product is going to be worse, and I think this is true for certain things. For example, you can find electronics; you can get the same brand 
at from different retailers or different places, and it'll be much cheaper. So you're getting the same quality for the same price with certain things. But in many cases, you're right, dude. Like you get what you pay for. That's you know what it. I mean? That's I mean, I always feel that way. And it's it sucks because like I don't know, like you want everybody to experience like quality stuff and so you try and make it reasonable and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But like honestly, you almost have to just like you have to like prepare for that. You have to you have to plan to like spend yeah. that kind of money to get the quality stuff, the, the stuff that you're seeking out. Like you know, you know that um, it, like they, they maintain integrity that way. Well, speaking of quality, what do you? Uh, how are you enjoying your Denali, bro? I love it. I dude. mean, talk about oh spending God. a little extra money on. See, something. here's a perfect case scenario. Like that's that's something that I've thought about purchasing for oh my god maybe well over a decade so i'm not i'm not privy to uh what you guys are talking about i don't know much about the difference between the non denali version of your truck versus the denali version of your truck yeah it's just the ride it's the suspension it's Mm -hmm. it's i mean it's like the inside the inside the the interior all the 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 bells and whistles it's just so denali is a separate company it it basically is the upgraded model of the Sierra. So now, is it owned by? Is it like? It's like the Cobra for the Mustang, right? Yeah. So okay, it's so like it's the, not. It's not like what is it? Roosh. It's or the whatever? top of the line model. You know. Okay. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, it's like that. Which is where you're going. Like Eddie Bauer was for I think Ford for a long time. I don't think they're connected to them anymore. So Denali only works with particular brands. Or is it one brand? only only, only GMC. GMC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's their that's their, like their souped up model. I see. Yeah, and it, it's I mean it's normally the ticket prices on a, like a truck like Justin's is normally like ten thousand plus more just for that. Yeah, just for that because this extra stuff. The suspension alone is like a ten thousand dollar upgraded suspension. Well, your truck is mm-hmm. not. You don't treat your truck like it's just a truck. It's also your your kids are in it. That's your daily driver. You're gonna go. Long yeah, distance. and it's super spacious. Like, uh, oh my god, my my kids love it. Yeah, they're. And it's just, and it's functional too. So I kind of went more of the truck because I do have all these projects that are looming around my house and yeah. I already did a dump run with it, which is like, you know, it's a nice, super nice truck, but I'm just like, you know, the back is all sprayed. So it's like got that material where like, who cares? Like it's not going to scratch it or mm-hmm. anything. And so, um, it's got that functionality that I wanted and, um, you know, the backup cameras and all these kinds of things that, uh, and the downgrading. So when I'm going down, cause I drive 17 every day and it's this slope and my brakes are like the first thing, like I always have to get my brakes fixed and, uh, it downshifts automatically on, on a slope and all that. So it's actually been saving my brakes quite a bit and I just think, stuff like that. I think maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, the truck culture, where people actually have nice trucks that they drive all the time. That's an American thing, right? I don't think you see that totally in other countries. Yeah. And the yeah. reason why I say that is I'll have well, they have smaller roads. Yeah. Like especially in Europe. Like when I was there and I was It's at, totally American thing. Dude, we go big. <laughs> yeah, we go well, big, we haul shit. Well, the reason why I'm saying that is because I'll have family and friends visit from uh, like Italy and stuff, uh-huh. and they're always like, "Man, there's so many trucks. Like, why is yeah. everybody driving SUVs all these trucks and trucks? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Seems to be like a bit. And isn't that isn't the number one selling vehicle in America? Isn't it a truck? The F one fifty, right? Is that right? I is don't that know. one of the number one? If not, or maybe just the number one selling truck. Yeah, it's probably the number one selling truck. Huh? Yeah. I like trucks. To be honest, with you. my favorite car. But see, I, see the. Tra- <laughs> The truck that I liked that I had so much, I don't even know if you guys would consider a truck. Like my the favorite car I've ever owned was my little Toyota 
Four banger. Oh yeah, I own that was my first uh, like legit car that I bought myself. Mm-hmm. Just a beater. Yeah. No, no, no. It was brand new. It was brand new base model. Oh yeah. So it was a it was a Toyota four cylinder, no rims, no AC, no power, anything. You remember, remember you had, awesome. when you'd have yeah. to like crank the window yeah. up, you know, with the fucking like nostalgia. When you gotta yeah. lean it, lean it when it's hella hot, yeah. you gotta lean across while you're driving yeah. and fucking oh roll God. the window down. Or or when you're when you're turning your steering wheel, unless you're driving, because there's no power steering, you had to add some strength. To turn that fucker. Oh, you know when, we were, in, when yeah. we were in high school, my best friend drove a 54 Chevy with no power steering. And I used to remember mm-hmm. when we go to lunch, right? And it was the old old school bench seat. We go three three wide, three dudes, right? Oh, dude, and then yes. when he would park it and we'd all help. Yeah. Right? And he had the little GT steering wheel. So you had to, you had to turn yeah. it like 15 times. Oh. This is the problem, bro. I had one, you know, with the moon eyes. Like I had this like killer like uh, uh, steering wheel that I wanted to put on. But before that, I had this huge boat steering wheel yeah, because yeah. for a reason that, yeah, yeah because, yep. <laughs> so you could get the torque you needed to kind of turn it but yeah i remember doing that i was just oh my god trying to get into a spot at school was uh, fucking challenging i memory when i had so when i bought my my it was my first like i said my first actual car that i bought actually uh, uh this was i became a personal trainer started making money bought this truck and then the first thing i did was like okay cool i'm gonna make it look cool now mm-hmm. so i went and got rims for it and uh, I got an exhaust for it, but I didn't. I was a kind of a cheap uh, skate, which I'm sure you guys can. What? Yeah, no. I know exactly. Especially yeah. when it comes to cars. So the guy put this like exhaust on it that was just loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I wanted a system in it, but I didn't want to buy. What was the good speakers that you could buy back then? Punch. What? Jail, jail audio? No, uh, not jail audio. There was it was a punch or. It was the Rockford Fosgate. Some, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, you but go. I went Rockford to Rockford Fosgate so, punch man, speakers. Yeah, yeah, I don't even remember. Ro- yeah, Fosgate punch speakers, right? And they had this like they box. Were, they were all right. They had this box that you I could was put a big on speakers. So there was this box you could put behind the seats of these trucks that kind of fit, but you yeah, could have yeah, like because yeah. that was a so thing. You your base. That was the thing, dude. When we were kids, I don't even know if it's a big deal anymore. But when we were kids, it was about fucking 10, 12 inch woofers. How loud you could get your, your speakers, right? You just bump your way. Hundred percent. That yeah. was. And it, I don't even think that's thing. a big thing anymore, is it? I don't know if it is or is you not. You don't hear it anymore. You yeah, don't. When you're not like you, when I was a kid. That was a huge deal. In yeah. high school, not, the shittiest cars would have. It was, yeah. it was such a five thousand dollars systems. Yeah. It was such a big Honda deal Civics. at my school that when we were kids, so we all had like so you're we had a senior parking lot and you had uh, we had this fun fundraiser where you bought parking spots so everyone had their own parking spot mm-hmm. our senior year and it was the thing to do you would come to school an hour before school started and everybody backs up their cars oh my god every op- high school opens yeah, yeah. up opens up all their doors and is basing their fucking music yeah. as, as loud as possible. <laughs> and you'd, you'd have to get, so there was the jail audio. I remember that was like the best. The Rockford Fosgate was, were decent. Uh, then the amps, right? You had yeah. to get like the best amps. Was mm-hmm. Panasonic, I think, was really good back then. And Sony was really good back then, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're, you're mistaken, but yeah. Am I wrong? Cool. I had what a super the- hick school. We didn't have any of that. We were just you guys like had a bunch of trucks and- you Chickens. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like a couple muscle cars. Like, it was all about How the funny is that? Cars. How different, right? It was for yeah, you It was growing- all about peeling out and- It was uh, probably lifted, right? Yeah, Who could how lift loud your truck? engine was. Yeah. And like we'd show off our engines. Oh, no, dude. In my school, it was your car, your car stereo how fucking loud it was yeah and then it was uh rice rockets 
Rice Rockets were the thing. Oh, yeah. like, we didn't have any of that. There yeah. were, there That's were... so weird, because I feel like you and I are closer in age as far as what year, because you graduated in 98? No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's where he was I'm from, 90, dude. I'm 99. What year are you graduate? 97. Well, it's where I'm location-wise. It's location, bro. Yeah. He was in the mountains, dude. Well, was I, was, in the I was at a country, a cowboy capital of the world, Oakdale. I grew up in the high school that was cowboy, yeah. but that was, I mean, that's spot on. Too. Right, Rice was, Rockets. Yeah, I drove the Rice Rocket, so yeah. me With and- the big old, big ass exhaust. Five and a half inch dunk, <laughs> dunk exhaust. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I drove the yeah. Fast and Furious yeah. car. My best friend, your 170 did. horsepower. You're all about yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah, actually like, had power. Yeah, like muscle. We had cars. like we had cars that man. If we were like pushing it with all the mods and shit. Yeah. Oh fuck, my car's got two hundred. Explode. It's got two hundred nitrous. Two hundred twenty horsepower. Everybody lose their mind. Whoa. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, you guys are driving you know, every bit of cars. every yeah. bit of Lightweight money cars that fast. I made through high school and probably even into my first year or two in junior college i fucking spent on my rice rocket car and you it had an started, integra yeah and it started with a it, oh, one i remember it, that car dude remind me one you of had these, a type r right i no it wasn't a type r it was it was a just an ls but i had completely torqued the engine out. everything was done to that every bolt on the only thing i didn't have was forced air so no turbo or nitrous but everything so you had else. headers oh headers <laughs> pulleys. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah fuel rail system everything was done on that change um, the pulley system carbon fiber oh, everything stuff. i had i even had a, a short shifter dude so my my shifter was <laughs> super short and little yes, everybody did i this. had a whole new clutch flywheel that was oh man everything was done to that car. so what was your, I had a five and a half inch tack with a light that shift tell me when to shift it bro was, <laughs> and this is a car by the straight, way fast he had yeah. under probably under 250 horsepower in it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah. like he probably pushed it like 230. But fast, yeah, bro. Yeah. Fast. No, I, everybody had like 400 it wasn't fast. cubic inches. Oh, dude, inch. I used to, ch- I used to fast, chew dude. up Engines. Corvettes. Oh, no, bro. That was, I, I used to run fucking real, real fast. No. Real, there real were fast. No, the cars of, you understand one thing, though. Well, because they're lightweight. Well, no. A lot of you power. also got to th- consider this because I was actually having this conversation with my cousin. When we were kids, if you had a car that was 250 horsepower, you were like, holy fuck, that's fast. Today, fucking economy cars have 250 horsepower. It's so different. Well, yeah, but that's different. Even Mustangs were slow. Mustangs like were slow in the 90s, too. Camaros yeah. weren't even that fast. Well, no, and, and, and SS would be, yeah, your 5.0 liters were fucking big engines, bro. Those cars- But they those, weren't that fast, dude. Yeah, they were. Those cars were fa- Those cars were running under 14 second quarter oh, miles. 5.0s? Yeah. Dude, come on. No, yeah. no, uh, not in the late 90s. Maybe the, maybe the, the original 5.0s. the cars 5-0s. they had, yeah. Yeah, but like the, like I remember my cousin had a Camaro uh, Super Sport, which was like one of the fastest- Produ- you know, production cars you could get aside from the supercars, right? And it was 300 horsepower or 320 something horsepower. Like today, you could go get any like a like an economy car that's yeah. going to have almost that much, dude. Like fast cars now blow dude, that away. That whole industry, like they've upgraded everything like, so it's much, just standard, so yeah. much. Yeah, but you so look at the, the Hellcat. You could buy that for like, what is it? It's seven hundred like, horsepower. It's only like seventy thousand dollars or something. You could like afford it, right. and it's got like you could put that on a track and blow your hair off. Well, dude, you could get a four banger now. You could go get a WRX STI four banger that's got pushing more horsepower than the freaking Super Sport Camaro was in the nineties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's got four cylinders, but. Yeah, it was all about rice rockets. It was all about the big stereos. But see, me being not really a car guy, but kind of trying to be cool, mm-hmm. I went to the flea market and I got my. <laughs> so you're gonna laugh at this. You right? just get a bunch of stickers and, and remember yeah. all the all the, the yeah, bolt on spoilers. Exa- you were the guy that got the bolt on exhaust, but not the full exhaust system to the Cadillac converter and back. Yeah, no, 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 just no. like so. So here's so, what, so, so here's it sounded cool. Like, no, no, I had yeah. the Canon air filter. That's what I had. Oh wow. So here's what exactly oh, big time. So here's what you got to understand is like I was like, no, I'm gonna be. Fruit 
frugal because that's my that's my nature, right? So I went to the yeah. flea market piece by piece. I'm like, I'm gonna get my fucking speakers at the flea market because I could get 12 inch subwoofers there for way cheaper. So I go there and I see these 12 inch like house stereo speakers. I went, I went there's 12 inch speakers and they were called Crunch. <laughs> not punch. It was oh, a little, little play on words there. It said yeah. crunch. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, a little, oh. little off brand. I'm like, fuck, they're big. Like, this is going to be fucking great. They're dude. big, so, man. Must yeah, be good. So I had those in the back of my truck. Doug, what was the cool thing in high school That's for good. you? What was, the, I mean, when you showed up to school on campus, I think if you just had a car. What were, I mean, no, definitely wasn't stereo systems like that, I'm sure. What was going, what was going what on? What year did you graduate high school, Doug? Like hardcore, was like hardcore hacky sack going on? Hold on. What, hold on. <laughs> 1983. You're 1983. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Cars sucked at that time, didn't yeah. they? Well, of course, you'd get your muscle from cars 70s. from the 70s. Yeah. Right. Was that still hot? Was oh, that, yeah. For that sure. Was, that was still the thing to be driving around? Yeah. Did you guys do They're that? Like did you guys boats. congregate at the like the senior parking lot? Or was it like a, where everyone hung out and did drugs and did things? like <laughs> Yeah, like, smoke. I was a pretty straight-laced guy yeah. in high school. But there was an area downtown, the town I grew up in, They everybody would drive around a big circle. They called it the Loop. Oh, we had a, a, a strip called uh, McHenry Avenue in Modesto. Shout out to everybody who lives in Modesto. <laughs> McHenry <laughs> Avenue. McHenry Avenue is this long, yeah. it's the long straight, it's the, the main road that goes through Modesto, right? And uh, every Friday night, you would cruise. And everybody comes out there and you drive 20 miles an hour all the way down this 15 mile this before the internet stri- oh yeah. no totally yeah. 100% that's exactly and this that's is the what, only way you'd see this is what <laughs> we would do this we would literally do this this would be my Friday night we would get in our cars and we four or five of us that had all these tricked out yeah, you know slam Chevys and all the all the rice rockets and the Integras like mine and you know we had all the you know hyper lights and different colors and shit right <laughs> oh and you would literally cruise up and down this 15 mile strip or so i'm just i guessing it's 15 miles might be shorter than that and you would just go up and back that's how you do up and back until until a cop pulls you over which would happen to me all the time yeah. you know cop pulls you over tells you no more you can't you're not allowed to cruise you're not supposed to cruise but everybody does it anyways yeah and once the cop sees you two or three times they know they know there's just one strip in moss landing where everybody raced like consistently because mm. you could just see uh you know Miles, like it was like three miles or something. You could see like way far, and so you'd have somebody like at the end there to kind of tip everybody off if a cop was nearby. But like all kinds of people's cars got impounded, and like it happened all the time. See, everybody, everybody here raced at Bailey's, uh, which is oh yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, and there was a couple, there was a death or something not that long ago, and people kind. But it's that long road down when you go towards Morgan Hill, where there's no lights, and people would just meet down there and race. But um, the cruising was. We, I mean, crew, we'd go to Santa Cruz and we'd cruise around there or we'd cruise around, mm. you know, Los Gatos. I mean, it Probably was cruised on my turf, bro. Yeah, you're just, all you're doing is driving. It's funny because kids have zero idea guy. of what this, you know, nobody really does this anymore, but you would just get in your car and drive. And then the goal was to see if you could make eye contact with the cute girl right, yeah, right. Yeah, in the yeah, car yeah, next yeah. to you. And oh, yeah. of course, you need a cool car. Yeah. To do yeah. this, it's like you can't, yeah. you know, drive a. That's exactly what you would do. And then you would holler at them to pull over at the Denny's. And then you go have Denny's with them and then hopefully hook up and hang out and go to a party together. Yeah, it's cool all that, the time. So you think that doesn't happen anymore, huh? I think it happens less and less because it, it blows You're me away. You're probably right. I have no idea. Dude, do you know? So I actually looked this up. I can't remember what it was, but the average age that a kid gets their license now is so much older. I've had, uh, I have clients who've got kids who are, Dude. I'm not exaggerating, like 20 years old. Who won't get don't their license. license? They, they just want to Uber everywhere. No, not only yeah, Uber, and they just don't go anywhere. They're lazy. God, it's so 
Fucking well, you're disappointing. You're talking to your friends and shit through the internet, and you're oh, you, you know how many industries? This is so funny. I get a car. It's freedom, dude. I literally just saw this. I gotta find it. I literally just read this article on millennials. They're saying millennials are killing um, all these industries the because they're industry. not. They're yeah, yeah are, they're not doing um, a lot of the things that we did. Mm. So like, they're not. Uh, they're not buying. Um, they're not going to the same fast food restaurants or going out to dinner in general. Like millennials now prefer to meet up and hang out at home and watch Netflix versus go to a movie and eat out. Hmm. Like there's all these like things are changing so much with this kind of stuff. They don't hang out like we used to, dude. Yeah. I think I you know talking about Netflix. I think it's crazy if you start watching. Uh, are you guys paying attention to? how Netflix suggests movies to you and how yeah. there's a ranking now on it, how per, is this, Katrina and I got into this the other night. It was so funny. So we just found this. I didn't know they, they started doing this. I think it's pretty recent that when you click on a series now on Netflix in green, it will show uh, what percentage to your liking that, that this series is. Yeah. And it's based I off. I they brought back the star system. Right. Whatever. So, so we're, we you know why they did that. Cause yeah, people were fucking with it. Yeah, I know. So Katrina and I were talking about like, a good system. we're going through and we're surfing through these uh, series. Like, Oh, let's find a new one that we haven't watched that. That's, you know, high and right. We're going we're like high as far as like the percentage. And we're going through, and I'm like, oh, this is cool, this is cool. Oh, man, this is so great. I'm all, and I'm fascinated, of course, my business brain going, we're like, wow, this is so smart, the way they're doing this, and they're you know, totally Facebooking us right now, where they're just cattling us in yeah. all these oh, these categories. Yeah. So they they can know mark, how long you've been right, watching right. something so when they you can market it to it. us. Yeah. And she comes across this one, and, and I'm like, there's no way that's recommended to us. And she goes, look, it says 94% to us. I go, wait a second. Are we on your, your niece's account? Yes. And she's, yes. It's, I was like, oh, that's that because- to me too. <laughs> I'm like, you're fucking up our fucking algorithm, man. I was like, yeah. you, you My guys kids are- logged into to the wrong one. And <laughs> yeah. they're watching all these like cartoons and all this shit. And I'm like, ah, why do I keep getting all these lame kids stuff? Yeah. yeah. Right? It's funny. I, I it didn't even dawn on me until I, he recommended something. I was like, there's no way I would watch Dude. that bullshit. There's no way it's 94%. 4% accurate to me. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Uh, you and your niece have been liking off. all these lame-ass movies. You're fucking up my algorithm here. Dude, <laughs> That's great. Dude so check this out. I pulled up the article. Trip off this, right? Um, a Bloomberg report found that more... Okay, so marriage is down among millennials. They're getting married at slower rates. They're having less sex than previous generations. They are... So disappointing. They, oh, check. This one's, this one's a crazy one. The number of ticket buyers aged 18 to 24 dropped off by more than one-third between 2013 and 2016. That's a huge... Ticket buyers in what? Movies? movies. Wow. They don't huge want to go drop. out and experience it? No, they'd Dude, rather stay home and watch did you, see, did you see my post that I did on about Netflix on uh, our on our forum? Uh-uh. Oh, I posted on our forum about this. So I predict that movies like what we what we're so used to and what we'd love to go watch are slowly dying which yeah. so you're just confirming what I was predicting earlier so stats are out there I didn't know they were out there like this because I'm watching this this recent Netflix series which is the uh Last Chance You which is the football one yes right? yes mm-hmm. fucking awesome the, new, the newest one's even better oh, okay the level of production that is happening right now is fucking ridiculous. It's a reality show, but I I caught myself multiple times in the season going, "Whoa, I was sucked in like this was a real movie." Yeah, like I was really bought into the characters. The, the production like, value, yeah, the, so the, good. The produ- they're starting yeah. to put more and more money into the production of reality shows because obviously more people are drawn to it. Yeah, and so it's creating this new market. I predict that if we will even go to the movies in the future, if that's even going to happen anymore, it will be reality stuff. 
oh, that wow. are just that are just oh, done. No. Like like Steven Spielberg does a reality show. Weird, like, right? It sounds weird, but when you watch yeah. start watching some of these shows and you realize how much the uh, production is starting to go into the reality well, it's, shows. It's not only that. It makes sense. It's not only that, but consider uh, the pirating that happens with movies, like with music. Mm-hmm. At some point, the, it'll be the death of the mega money blockbuster it's movie. It's already put a big black eye on that whole yeah, process. Yeah, like why, why sure. would they invest $100 million on yeah. making a movie when pirating is only getting worse and worse? They're not going to make the movie, mo- money at the movie theater like they used yeah. to. Um, well, it's interesting too. Even with the theaters, have evolved because, like, two of the theaters that I um, I go to all the time, like, have completely rearranged the format. So it's like, you know, they, they've they've catered to that that home experience where I can recline and have this like super comfortable chair. Yeah, but there's less seats in there. Yeah, and I just realized like how many seats they eliminated and creating. But the price goes the up. price goes up. Yeah, so they have that, to. That's what they have to. They do, have yeah. to because people in the future who are going to want to go to a movie are going to want not necessarily the movie. It used to be about the movie. Yeah, like you'd go and you didn't give a shit about your seats and it's all the experience. Now it's now it's all about the experience. So I think it's going to be more interactive. Totally. Remember, choose you your get own, to change the channel. Remember, choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. Remember, choose your own adventure yeah. books. Yeah. Imagine watching a movie where there's a voting system right then and the there. The whole live. audience gets to vote. Yes, the, the whole audience that votes, and then that directs the direction of the movie. How oh, pissed off will you annoying. be if, if, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I'd be like, fuck you guys, this is lame. Yeah. yeah. Blame That's, everybody else. It'd be yeah, interesting. Yeah. You, you know what? Think about that. How many times I would make that person come back to see the same movie? Because like, God damn it, I want to see it go this exactly. way. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go, it gets a little oh, same way. Oh, no. That's fucking hilarious. Dude, I didn't tell you guys this uh, uh, little quick hilarious story yesterday. So uh, I'm, we're having dinner at my mom's house, and uh, my grandparents are over there. And I've told you guys about my grandfather. He's uh, pretty much the epitome of – like he embodies – He's a zero macho fuck. one. He, no, he just embodies zero fucks. He, okay. he, he, he's 86 years old. He comes from a different era. He's also that old school Sicilian kind of guy. So when you add those factors up, he literally doesn't care. Like he doesn't give a shit about you know, what's, who's around him, whatever he's going to say, what he's going to say. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and there's only like maybe the Which, third. Which, by the way, are my favorite guys. I, know, I love, I love talking to Bro, old. It's uh, like my Uncle Casey, uh, right? Bro. Same type well, of personality. That's, yeah, yeah, I expected that. Oh, dude, I yeah. can't wait to know your Uncle Casey when he's in his 80s. I can't even wait to hear what he's going to say. But anyway, <laughs> so we're sitting there at dinner, and my grand- and I'm here, with- and my girlfriend's there. She's only met my grandparents like four times, three times maybe. So we're sitting there, we're all eating dinner, and my grandfather looks at me, and he makes this smile, and he leans over, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to fart. No. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, no, yeah. no. So he lets it out, but it's kind of quiet, and <laughs> Jessica's like in this conversation with my mom, so she doesn't even hear it, right? Oh, so she no. doesn't even Does hear it. smell it? No, 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 no. So she doesn't hear it, so my grandfather's kind of laughing, yeah. and I'm busting up, and my grandmother's <laughs> looking at my grandfather like... You fucking disgusting human being. Like, oh, you always no. do this when there's people around that we don't know. Like, what are you doing? And my grandfather's cracking up. And I thought that was the end of it. Yeah. Nope, wasn't the end of it. No. Okay. Later on, dude, he made sure that she was right next to him so she could hear exactly what's going on. And he just, bla- I mean, like, <laughs> bro, like loud, like rips one. And, she- and Jessica just starts cracking up and I'm laughing. <laughs> But the thing that made me laugh the most oh my is my old school Sicilian grandmother who just looks at him with this look on her face just, like... Just disdain. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, not disgust. It's uh, not just, like... Oh, it's like, not anger. Like frustrated. It's not anger. It's just uh, like, 
you could tell she's looking. She, she has this look like, why did I marry you? Like, like, why am I? Yeah, this is horror. I've been with you for this long, and you still do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't teach. Like, him what's wrong with else? me that I love? Yeah, you. why am I even here? Like, yeah. and she's saying stuff like that in Sicilian. She's looking. <laughs> she's saying stuff like that. Like, she's like, you're just. She's like, you're just a disgusting person. I don't oh, know why yeah. you think this is okay. Like, it's a very serious. Com- and my grandfather's cracking up, and then he does another one. You know? Oh my god! And we're all laughing. So epic. That's- it's uh. It's good times and it's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and you know what? There's a part of me that's like, you know, the freedom. It is free. Yeah. It must like feel he, amazing. He probably just like wakes up like, yeah. You imagine? Do whatever the fuck I just want. Just feeling that kind yeah. of freedom. Yeah. Just I, I think say whatever the fuck is on your let mind. it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what we're we're we all are working towards, right? This That's enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? You could totally make an argument. You get to that. a point where yeah. you're just like, you know what? I'm tired of like caring what everybody else thinks. I'm gonna be me a hundred percent. What do you okay? So let me ask you guys this. Yeah. What are you guys gonna look like when you finally stop truly giving fuck? All just disheveled, like my hair is and you just yeah, like frizzled. Yeah, like what will you look like? What will you dress like? I don't know. When you finally have reached that limit, do you think? Do you think much will change with our 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 appearance? I, of course. Really? Of course. I like okay. So. I definitely I will always work the, out the reason, the re- stuff see, because I the love doing that. The reason why I don't, I don't yeah. know how much, like how much of that will completely change. Not to say that it won't. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think there is a part of us that has connected. Uh, you know, when you feel fit and when you take care of yourself, it also you we feel like that it, that carries over into my relationships, my confidence, my production. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that so, means for you. That's why I'm asking. Like, right. Like, that's, like that's, for me, like I know I'm. I'm probably. I'm always going to exercise and eat right, just because yeah. I really don't care. About what other people think when I think know, I'm always going to be working on you know getting strong and yeah. like, like maintaining that. You but know? I, I can't I can't. Stop I definitely that. will stop like combing my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I kind of do that now sometimes. Like yeah, today. you know you're you're already on the right track, bro. I'm reaching. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm reaching enlightenment. I want you guys. <laughs> I'm going down the path. Like I don't his know. hair's like kind of perfectly feathered, like in a dad. It coifs comb itself. Way. It coifs itself naturally. I don't know what. <laughs> like, how to describe is, it? Like, which is weird. It's yeah. a weird thing because. You're like on a sitcom, you know what I mean? Like one of those, like, like, dude, hey, Danny Tanner, how you know, weird like is you're, that? Uh, like, like Kramer, sal- yeah, like Kramer, something that it's no, just like it, it just, it just forms. It does that. I don't know. It's so weird. My hair yeah. never did that when I was a kid. If I didn't comb my hair, it was fucked. I look like Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I don't comb my hair, it kind of combs itself. It just kind of relaxes. It does. I, its own I, think, I think you. I think you, I think you think it combs itself. Yeah. I don't think it really. Bro, does when I take it. my headphones off. All I have to do is shake my hair and it goes whoosh into that kind of dad to the side haircut look, you know? It just does it, dude. It's so yeah. weird. But yeah, I probably won't comb my hair anymore. Yeah. I'll definitely wear the same one or two pair of sweats. Mm. I don't think I'll ever wear anything else. You know what I'm saying? It'll just be yeah. one or two pair of sweats. Like, why am I ever wearing? I think it has. I might get into polyester pants. Yeah, are they like, comfortable? That's when you go real, Whoa. real dad, or, or real like like grandpa. I'll yeah. bring my linen back out. My Tommy Bahamas. Oh, I went wow. through a phase, dude. In my wow, 20s. wow. <laughs> I went through a phase in my mid twenties. Oh my god, rocking Tommy Bahamas. I'm just Bahama picturing every... us like retired somewhere. That's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> like, I'm trying to I'm do that. Big ass shades. Like I'll cover my whole face. Yeah. I you know, still I'm constantly put putting like some suntan. So here's what I think. I think here. This is what I think. I think Justin liver spots. I think like shit. I think Justin's gonna look like your stereotypical like grandfather, Just like a grouchy looking old. Yeah, man. where yeah. he's like, get off my lawn. Nah. Kind of I think Adam I'm turning into that slowly. I can't picture what you're gonna dress like, Adam, because I don't know. I can't really envision that. But I think your level of the shit that you'll say yeah. to people. 
He's well, like that, he's like that old man with the pimp cane. You yeah. know, like he just kind of walks around and he's got yeah. this like swag. I just feel like he's going to yeah. tell people they're idiots like all the time yeah. and yeah. you know what I mean? Just I think like, that's probably you're almost like that anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? You almost you're almost enlightened on that level, yeah. you know. So I like feel like you still have some filter left. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna want to hang around with him mm. when I'm old, just just because then I'm not gonna care and I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's gonna say something. And Versus I'm gonna... now, when you try and calm me down uh, about yeah. it, like, hey, bro, you can't say that. Yeah, like, yeah fuck yeah, I can. Yeah. No, you're gonna say it, and I'm just gonna laugh. <laughs> I do what I want, and I'm gonna hug you afterwards. Like, ah, oh, that's see, great. I see more of that, right? I see as <laughs> I, I don't know, you could be right though. I could, who knows? I could let go of all the dressing a certain way and taking care of my hair and all that stuff. Like that that could be a possibility. I but I definitely foresee. You're not gonna have to worry about your hair bro. when I. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say. Fucking god, you, you pitched that. To that me. was a low blow. You right underhanded there. that. It's okay because you won't care, dude. Oh, We're man. not caring anymore. You're right. You're right. No, I, I, I do, I do see less of a filter though. You know, I definitely there won't be a filter at all, yeah. dude. Because and I right s- now your filter, like I can see through the holes. That's how big the filter holes are. Yeah, yeah. there won't even be one. Well, god, that's gonna be nice. What, what, what's happened to me that even in my sh- my short time now of the, watching this progress, right? If I, if I. Truthfully, like pulling myself out and kind of reflecting on like this evolution of of the zero fucks or just being super candid, right? Just being blunt. It, you know what I have found that it, sometimes it stings and sometimes you piss people off. That's inevitable. But that I think that's inevitable. No matter how nice of a person you are, no matter how little you say, yeah. like it's inevitable where you're going to rub people the wrong way. So I feel like it it doesn't really accelerate that as much as you think it would by being so blunt and saying things. And in fact, I find that more people appreciate it, even yeah. if they don't appreciate it at first when you first give it to them that way. Well, especially when they expect it going into it. So, like, if you've already established that. And right. Then, like, yeah, so then people feel way more comfortable around you because right. it's like, you know, you're just going to say it like it is. Well, yeah, that's like, why my favorite clients, love, yeah. it's one of the number, if I had to rank the top three reasons why my favorite people to work with were advanced age, that's that's got to be up there. Yeah. I can see that. Is yeah. I used to love training Older people because they kept, kept it real. Oh, yeah. they would just say shit that was totally unfiltered. That was so amusing and hilarious. Yeah, uh, it was or enlightening, right? Oh, oh, well, of course. The wisdom there was just incredible. I learned so much from training older people, but just their candidness and their openness with saying shit and some of the stuff that they would say was just mm. horrible. Yeah, I had I had an old I had this old, old Irish client, stuff. this older Irish gentleman uh, client that I trained. He was like eighty something. And uh, when he found out I was Italian, would just tell me all the, I mean, the most racist, stereotypical shit about stuff that he thought about Italians when he was growing up. <laughs> but he's not, he's cool, like we're cool. <laughs> and he would tell me these things and I would just crack up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would just laugh, you know? He'd be like, yeah, it was, you know, I used to like the Italian girls, but they were crazy. And I, you know, the guys were kind of, you know, with the, they used to grease up their hair. And he would talk like this and he just, he found nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And he's a, you know, he's a cool guy to me. And we'd have these great conversations. Then he'd give me, tell me all these racist jokes. Yeah. About my own people, of course, which yeah. I really appreciate. That's, a, that's it was, the best. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I'm not even gonna repeat half of them on here. So bad. Doug, bring on the damn bird, the racist the bird, fucking bird that's gonna <laughs> shit on you. Ah! being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Quee quad. All right, our first question is from Hardy Josh one 
It seems like every time I give advice to a friend, he doesn't listen. But when someone else says the same thing, he listens. Is there any way of getting through the first time? This is like me talking to Sal all the time. Yeah. This is how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Always trying to tell this guy something. <laughs> yeah. It, it, doesn't what? listen to anything I say. Sal, what do then you Justin think? comes yeah. up with the idea and all of a sudden it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, uh, Doug told me once, I can't, you said a saying once, Doug, to me, and I can't remember what it was. That the, the Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, you can't be a prophet in your own land or something to that effect. Yes, yes. Ooh, that's good, Doug. Yeah, the most... Oh, he told that? me this. Dude, told, the ego coming into some wisdom. So, I'm dropping knowledge wow. on you guys today. So Doug, Doug said that to me because when we first started the podcast, um, I was I was expressing to him how it was so difficult for me to convince like friends and family members to just fucking check it out. like Just listen to it. And then when they finally did on their own, I would get messages from some of them. Like I had a cousin who- Are you talking about Mind Pump? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had a cousin who, see if you were listening, then you'd know. If I had a, if I had a cousin who- Called uh, out. So I had this one cousin who I, I didn't really ever talk to uh, that much. And um, he messaged me out of the blue and was like listening to all of our episodes. And I told Doug about this. And he's like, that's a great thing. That's a great sign. Because the people in your own circle are the hardest ones that you can get to listen to your advice they or take pay attention. The longest, to. yeah. And I think it's because you have a history with mm-hmm. these people. So, like, you know, if I have a history with uh, a friend of mine and we grew up together, and they saw me as this kid and they knew all the issues that I had as a kid, and now I'm all of a sudden an expert in a particular field. It's hard for them to listen to me because they view me a particular way based on their old image of me versus if they had just met me. Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest people to convince are the people that are closest to you, always. Like, oh, yeah. The, the, it, it is so hard to talk to my family about oh my health and wellness. I had Just an art- to talk to my wife. I mean, it's, like, it's one of those things like I actually look for other smart people that have the same message and then I have them talk to her. <laughs> and then it resonates and it's like, wow, you've been saying this. And it's not that look who she's working with now. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why it's perfect mm-hmm. because it's, it's just one of those things, dude. Like when you're so close to somebody, you know, you, you kind of understand where they're coming from, but for some reason, a lot of times it just doesn't, it doesn't click. It doesn't resonate because like you said, you have this history with them and that's just, you, you, you sort of like go into autopilot or something. Like your brain just doesn't receive it the same way as it does somebody new at this new stimulus coming in. Part of the insanity of, of being a human. I mean, if I'm going to listen to advice from anyone, logically, it should be the people I'm closest to, yeah. right? They're the ones that probably have the best insight. And yet I'm less likely to listen to them because mm-hmm. I know them mm-hmm. and because I'm close to them. It's really you're almost more more vulnerable too, you know. If you're, you're opening yourself up to people that are that close to you, and you're, you know, and you, you admit that you don't know something, you're actually dude, seeking their knowledge. Dude, I had an argument with my mom last night because she watches my kids. Uh, uh, right now, she's watching my kids during the week because they don't have summer school, and then school hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like the way that our family and even our culture approaches food. I just don't like it. It's not a healthy relationship. The whole forcing you to clean your plate, the whole forcing you to eat certain things, the whole, I'm going to old school. Yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, if you finish your vegetables, I'll give you some ice cream. So like giving you a treat for eating something else. Rewarding. That whole thing. Like I have a big problem. And, uh, my daughter 
so far it looks like she's probably going to need braces at some point. And I know the nutritional impact on just the way you're – not even cavities. A lot of people don't know this, and most dentists will argue this, but your nutrition plays a role in how your teeth form. And when the dentist tells you your, your mouth is too small, that's why your teeth are crowding. Bullshit. Your mouth is too small because there are other factors that have caused that to happen. Humans didn't evolve – to have fucked up teeth. If we did, we'd all die out. You know, this whole mm. pulling out your wisdom teeth bullshit. You ever wondered to yourself, like, why the fuck everybody should have their wisdom? It's a scam. Why did yeah. we evolve? i say that forever. Why did we evolve to have wisdom teeth if we don't pull them out and we're going to kill ourselves? That doesn't why make do any fucking sense. wisdom? Yeah, exactly. Because yes. you get them when you're older, maybe. Mm. So I'm having this conversation with my mom and I'm like, listen, it's because her nutrition is off. It's because our diet is, especially when she eats over here, is grain heavy. It's pasta, it's bread, it's all this other stuff. Like, if we start working with nutrition better, we won't see it. And she's like, it has nothing to do with teeth. That's all genetic. And, you know, and I'm having this argument with her, and I'm like, literally telling her, telling my mom, you know, and I get irritated because she's my mom. Of course, when you talk to your own parent, you can be. Mm. And I'm like, listen, this is literally an area you have zero knowledge in. <laughs> oh, and this no, is an area. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, and this is an area that yeah. I've worked in for 20 years. Yeah, I know. And I get to talk to all these professionals because of my podcast. So why are you? And she's like, well, I have experience raising four kids. I'm like, your anecdote with four kids is worth <laughs> uh, less than my expertise. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain to her, like, so I had to, like, I pulled up articles. I, I t- you know, I got in a group text with my aunt, who's also a health professional. I'm like, can you please talk to my mom a little bit? But it's so difficult. And so I had this exact experience like yesterday, yeah, and I, I guess you just have to deal with it. And the part that I have to deal with for myself isn't so much that she's not listening to me; it's that then I get offended that she doesn't listen to me, which yeah. I just have to be okay with. Well, what we have to understand is that every everybody's going to have their own journey, mm-hmm. and when we want something to go our way, like like the example you're giving right now, it's you know the hardest thing is to pull ourselves out of that and then reflect on. Why do I want this so bad? Now, in your case, it's tough because it's affecting your children, right? Like that's, I, I get where you're coming from. That's to me, there, there's more of a struggle there because it's like you're affecting my my children's lives, and I and I want to influence them in the right direction because it's your your own child. Now, as far as like what I think this question is probably geared towards, which is the average person who's like has a friend who's making poor eating choices or not training correctly. And it's like, why won't they listen to me or why won't they get it through their thick skull? I just learned to accept that everyone has their own journey, their own path. If that person really wants to learn this, they will eventually come to me. Mm -hmm. I even have Katrina and I, we've been together for over six years. It wasn't but maybe three years ago did I really start helping her with nutrition and working out. And that was because very early on in the relationship, I got this the sign that she felt very confident in training herself. She was a collegiate level athlete. She's always worked out. She's always taking care of her body. When she went and got her body fat tested, she was like 14% body fat, which anybody who knows that for a female is very lean. Uh, and so... You know, just because I was a trainer and I have all this experience doesn't mean that I can tell her she knows her body and she's obviously had success with it. So I left it alone. And, you know, the old Adam would have tried to impose my knowledge on her to get her to do the things that I know would help her out. And I know she'd be happy when she listened to me. But then I realized that's not her journey. 
that's not her journey. That's not her path. And, you know, she has to come to that on her own. And what I can do is I can just be there. I can be there and be supportive. And when there's opportunities for me to answer a question and and dive a little deeper into it and educate her indirectly, I will. And if she doesn't ask questions, then I'll leave it alone. And it, it took literally three years before she came to me and she finally said, okay, if you were to, you know, take over my nutrition and my training for two weeks, what would it look like? And I was like, okay, this yeah. is what we're going to do. You can only meet people where they're at. You, you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the old, the old, uh, what you can lead a horse to water, but you can't yeah, make them drink. It. It's very, very true. And sometimes if you're, cause it's hard, it's hard to watch someone, especially if they're hurting themselves, right? It's hard to watch someone do something and not say something when you feel like you have the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking test, man. It's very, very difficult. But you know, the, the, the other, the other way of looking at it is if, if you're constantly giving, telling someone what they need to do it no longer becomes their idea or their choice right. if they decide to do it, right. which makes them resist it even right. more. I had they're this less ex- likely to stick to it then. I had this experience. My my you know my when I was married, my ex fr- just would not fucking uh, exercise. Just wouldn't do it for the longest time, precisely because that was the field I worked in, and because I talked about it and preached it so much. A hundred percent recognized that it was because I was pushing it. She would not do it. Right, and it happened much 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 later when I basically in my mind gave up, mm-hmm. uh, and then it started happening. Um, and then, of course, you develop resentment around that and all that stuff. So I've learned uh, quite a few lessons in this particular category. Um, and then for the rest of my family, I've got family members that work out and will talk about how their body's not responding. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just quiet yeah. knowing that, all you, listen, you, I got maps. I got a program I you know. can follow that will blow away the shitty one that you're doing right now. But I don't say anything anymore because... It does not only is it not effective, but in my experience, it pushes them back. No, that's I, to me that is incredible awareness yeah. because when you when you unpack it and you ask yourself, what is my desired outcome? My desired outcome is that my my family member in this situation or my friend learns the right way to exercise and eat, and I want them to figure that out. Now, the way I'm going about it is probably not working because all they're doing is they're they're shutting off. And am I driving them further away from that day when they actually the light bulb does go on and they do actually ask me for help. And so I that's what I had to ask myself was even though my desire my if my true desired outcome is to help them and get them to on the right path, then me trying to force them onto that path was really just detouring them longer from getting on that path. Mm-hmm. When I realized that I could, if I stepped away and just allowed them to go on their own journey, continue to focus on doing what I do well, and eventually there'll be an opportunity where they will finally, if they if they're doing the wrong things that are unhealthy and bad, eventually it'll catch up. Yeah. It'll eventually catch up to them, and you obviously hope that ends up being a a, a sign that's not fatal yeah. you know and normally it's not when we're talking about health and fitness working out you know well sometimes yeah and i run into the same exact issue you know with my family and especially my, with my parents and their nutrition and you know and they watch my kids and all that kind of stuff and you know it gets frustrating but um you know one one tactic that i have because i don't i don't want to just be passive about it right so i don't want you know i know like like internally i know that they have to want you know, to, to find what is healthier and what, what will benefit their body more. 
So I just when I'm there, I I'm you know I'm I'm there. I'm present. I'm 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 listening to them and their ideas. So what I what I try to do is stoke the conversation at least. So um, you know I ask you know if it's dinner, I'm asking about you know what's in the salad. You know, and I'm I'm asking about um, you know what what type of meat and where where they're getting it from, and I'm just asking them questions and just to see where their mind is with well, it was on sale and you know I got it at Walmart. So I'm like, oh, okay, so you, so it's the price thing, you know, and it's like <laughs> I, I, uh, super condescending. Yeah, but I, I try no, I, like I don't deliver it like condescending like that, but yeah, like I mean that's what's going on in my head, but. Um, it's it's hard, dude. You know, you you just try. I just want to like bring bring that like all that stuff to surface. So it's not like I want them to know I'm paying attention. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like like I I am here and I have eyes and you know you can ask me. You know that I know a lot about this subject, but it's up to you to pursue it. So I, well, I have I, to kind of like you guys, figure that out because you guys have kids. I think that's a a whole different conversation because for me. When I when I run into this and it's a friend or a family or some of that, and I really truly have perspective on this, it, to me I I look and reflect on my own insecurities and what makes me want to do that, and I know that uh, I have my own insecurities of wanting to be smarter and 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 tell people how smart I am, right? So that's an insecurity of my own, and so a lot of the a lot of me wanting to teach and show them is is primarily driven by my own insecurities and it's not really i i I, uh i code it and i'm trying to help them but really i want to show them how smart i am and so when i when i look at that and i go okay it's really more about that i need to i need to fucking tone it down and and pull back and realize that this is really about myself and my own insecurities and it's really not truly about them because if it's really truly about them this is not the quickest path to get them there. In fact, I'm probably pu- pushing them away more by trying to force it down on them. And I have a similar situation with this with my my best friend who doesn't even really listen to the show. And he has a, a sleep disorder that is connected to Parkinson's. And we've had all kinds of uh, people on the show that were you know, uh, like Dom, who talked to me about like uh, the ketogenic diet related to that, and you know, I re- I remember one, and then also the the research that's coming out with uh, cannabis, and my buddy's super anti cannabis. So I remember for a long time I was like trying to force all this information down on him, and I and I knew it was because I really want him to realize, like, dude, I fucking know what I'm talking about here. You need to listen to me, listen to this information, and he was just, it was falling on deaf ears. And it was, it wasn't until later did I really just stop doing that. And sure as shit, he's he's done the ketogenic diet. He does that now, and he's making those choice those choices on his own. But I was not helping him get there any faster by me trying to force the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's that's more common than we think it is. Uh, it is a whole new dynamic when you talk about oh, your, dude, your children. I can't even begin to explain it is. the difficulty. And I, my, by the way, I got my kids have great grandparents. My parents are awesome. Yeah, but the 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 challenge between parents and grandparents because the way that they love they they think they're loving your kid or whatever the way they show their love. Um, it could be completely opposite of what, what may be good for them. Like the way my parents show love is to feed the fuck out of them. And I'm the grandma. I can give them treats and that's my job. We'll literally say that <laughs> in front of my kids. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very difficult thing uh, to deal with. But here's the, on the flip side of it. When it happens to me, I try to challenge myself. When someone else tries to give me advice, I try to make sure that I'm not that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try to say, okay, well, 
am I not taking this advice because it's someone I know? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should be open to it. Yeah, for sure. Quick commercial break, you guys. We keep getting asked all the time, how can I support the Mind Pump family? Here's one of the best ways you guys can. You guys love that Chimera Coffee that we have. Chimera Coffee with a K. You go to ChimeraCoffee.com, put in the discount code Mind Pump for 10% at the checkout. Also, if you guys want to know how I have this luxurious beard and you want one too, go to BigTopBeardCompany.com, put in the discount Mind Pump again, but this time for 33% off. Also, you guys, if you guys have not tried Ben Greenfield's new bars out, they're fantastic. If you want some, go to BenGreenfieldFitness.com forward slash Nature Bite, put in the code Mind Pump and get 10% off. Go check it out. Next up is BK Rico. Test boosters, do they work? Any side effects? Should people be taking them? Um, Uncle Rico is asking a good question here. Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, you you experimented this a little bit back in the day, huh? With so what? The test over-the-counter stuff? I tried all no, these No, no, no. I, huh? I took an over-the-counter pro-hormone. Oh, pro-hormone. It does not boost testosterone. It's the opposite. <laughs> it suppresses testosterone. Uh. The The... the Scientific literature on test boosters, the uh, herbal test boosters, Tribulus uh, terrestris is one of them. Mm. Uh, ashwagandha may even have some benefits for testosterone boosting. Is it a hor- um, horny goat weed? Yeah, up there say too? horny goat weed. Horny goat weed. Uh, tongue cat deer piss Ali, that stuff that guy was- Deer antler velvet. Yeah, the antler stuff yeah. that you rub on your. So, um, very few of them. Weird. Very few of them show test boosting effects. Some of them actually do. Um, Tonkat Ali, uh, I forgot what the other name for Tonkat Ali is. Uh, uh, it's known by two different names, but mm. will boost test panther will boost testosterone. So will Tribulus terrestris. However, in studies, they only boost testosterone in men who have low testosterone. When they give them to people with normal testosterone levels, they don't have an effect on their testosterone. Zinc, vitamin D will do this as well in men who may be slightly deficient in those two things. So if you have low testosterone, you have a slight deficiency in zinc, and you take zinc, you're going to get a big uh, a big test boost. Um, one supplement in studies has shown to raise testosterone in everyone, but for a very short period of time, and that's deaspartic acid. That was shown in some studies to boost testosterone in men over a 10-day period. However, new studies have just been published showing that it doesn't. it's not replicatable. They've actually done a few other studies and shown there's no... There's no boosting going on with test uh, test boosters. So I don't know what you guys' experiences are with taking. Uh, I've taken it myself and I felt pretty much nothing. But I have had clients who had success with some of them, and they typically Do you remember are which ones they were. Yeah, older older forty plus year old men uh, that have claimed that they have low test levels, and then they've taken things like this and they've noticed a boost. Mm. And so I think that. Somebody who suffers from low testosterone already, when they take these herbal supplements or over-the-counter type test boosters, I think those guys do notice uh, a little bit of a difference, and I think there is uh, some validity to them taking it. But the average person who's like probably asking this question, who's normally like some twenty-five-year-old, you know, kid or guy who's trying to build build some muscle. Uh, it's not worth the money. It's not worth wasting your time fucking around with it. Um, put it put put that money into better quality food, mm. or a better gym membership, or better programming like that. To me, uh, th- those guys don't need it. But if you are forty five plus years old and you suffer from low testosterone, then you know uh, taking something like this to help you out. What I, I think it helps guys. Uh, 
get to this more normal level. Get, asking a guy who's like in their young teens or early 20s who's already high testosterone, thinking that it's going to elevate you like uh, synthetic testosterone does, you're going to be uh, disappointed. I think what you That's need, my opinion. What you need to understand with when anytime you take something that will affect a hormone. I need to understand or everybody else needs to understand. Uh, no, everybody. Uh, is that your body will um, eventually try to regulate this and balance itself out. And whatever effect you may be getting, it'll start to become uh, negative. Right. Um, so if I take something that has uh, activity um, at the, I don't know, uh, the hypothalamus, for example, because that's responsible for, uh, you know, along with the testes and um, uh, in the pituitary responsible for testosterone to some extent, like deaspartic acid. It's believed that deaspartic acid has hypothalamic uh, activity and that's how it's stimulating testosterone. Well, your body then will regulate the other uh, through using the pituitary and through the testicles will start to change things so that you stop producing more testosterone through those avenues and you will start to flatten out. And this may be why some of the early studies showed that deaspartic acid raised testosterone, but it only lasted for 10 days. There's also anti-estrogen methods or aromatase uh, inhibiting methods to boosting testosterone. So one thing you could do- Like a Novadex? Uh, right. So Novadex, uh, uh, tamoxifen is the, the generic name, is a over the, it's, it's a prescription drug that blocks the estrogen receptor and your, your body will sense that you have less estrogen and will boost this testosterone to produce more estrogen. Because in men, the this way- This is typically what, if you go see a hormone therapist, this is typically the route they take first before they prescribe uh, synthetic. Yeah. So if you go see a, a therapist for your hormones, uh, like someone like me who went because he knew, or I knew I had low, and the first thing they want to give me is just like, here, take some Novadex. Let's see if that kind of- boosts you up naturally and then from there we'll decide if we want to add synthetic or so not. the rationale behind that is kind of this jump start uh theory because if you do get a boost from taking uh from blocking estrogen receptors you already have low testosterone it's not going to do anything with someone who's got healthy healthy testosterone so you will get a boost and the theory is that giving you a jump start, then we can take you off these estrogen blockers. Is it really is it really a boost, or is it because they're suppressing the estrogen, so it makes it feel like the testosterone is higher? It's a boost. It really is a boost. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was unsure of that. I was I was under the impression that the feeling that I would get from that would be because you're lowering the estrogen, so it just the ratio. Feels, yeah, the ratio. No. Low. So your so what happens is your brain because uh, one of the one of the major ways that because uh, men ha also have estrogen we we have estrogen in our bodies just like women have testosterone just less and one of the things that you're one of the main ways that men's testosterone uh, estrogen levels are developed is through the conversion of testosterone testosterone to estrogen so if we block the estrogen receptor the body senses less estrogen and it will boost its testos ah. testosterone production. So that you now have more testosterone to convert to estrogen. So it's kind of tricking the body, if you will. Mm. And the theory is that you're jump-starting this production. And then once you go off of them, now you've got normal testosterone levels. The problem with this theory is it doesn't work for everybody. In fact, it's got kind of a poor track record. Because once they, the body acclimates, it stops producing extra testosterone. Or once they stop taking the tamoxifen, it stops producing extra testosterone. So, and the way that herbs boost testosterone, if they do have a direct effect on boosting testosterone, then your body will regulate it. So it's a very short-lived effect. Yeah. If it boosts testosterone indirectly, 
like the way ashwagandha may do it, it probably because it's helping your body deal with stress overall. Because ashwagandha, for example, is this adaptogenic herb that helps your body deal with stress. And we know that the, that too much stress or chronic stress is a testosterone killer. killer. Have you ever influenced somebody's levels by actually just like increasing the fat in their diet? Oh my God. Mm. To mm. me, that has been one of the the easiest ways to help Absolutely. somebody. Yeah, Especially because it's very common because of uh, we demonize fat for so long that when I assess somebody's uh, macro breakdown, Many times uh, they're low fat, high carbohydrate, you know, typically high carbohydrate, uh, low fat is what I see. And normally when I take a, a male who's suffering from lower testosterone levels, especially if he's advanced age, and I say, listen, we're going we're gonna to double or triple your fat and we're just going to bring your carbs down a little bit. A lot of times they, the first thing they actually notice is their libido. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or just dieting for too long. I mean, you can be... You can uh, just be in a deficit and get too lean, mm. and you'll see testosterone. Oh, yeah. Anytime, I, every time for a show, my last. See how crazy is that? Even being on synthetic stuff, my last like two or three weeks heading into a show, my sex drive just mm-hmm. takes a shit. And that's mm. the other thing too is herbal test boosters will get um, they'll get judged based off of how much they affect your libido, and so people will say, "Oh, this test booster was super effective." because I got so horny on it. I had this great boost in my libido. That doesn't mean it boosts your testosterone. There are other ways of boosting libido that have nothing to do with testosterone. For example, horny goat weed. Horny goat weed will increase libido or will increase uh, quality, what they'll call quality of erections or or, uh, frequency of erections. But it does so by um, kind of a similar way Viagra does. It's uh, got uh, it kind of uh, it reduces the enzyme that degrades nitric oxide, so it increases blood flow, so you get more boners, and you think, oh shit, I have high testosterone. No, it's because it's it's kind of boosting te- uh, nitric oxide through this indirect way that's causing you to have or it's giving you better, more quality boners. I hate saying that, but quality. Yeah. <laughs> how's your erection? Shove that in. Look for yeah. some quality boners how's over your, here. How's your erection? High quality boner. How's your erection quality? So. Mm. Yeah, test boosters, I mean, in terms of actually raising testosterone, if you're in normal range, it, they're pretty much a waste of money. If you're low, they might help you. Also, consider this, okay? If you have a testosterone level that's normal within range, I don't know, 700, let's say your testosterone levels measure 700, and you boost testosterone by 20%, right? You're now at 800-something or whatever. You're not going to notice. You're not going to build more muscle. It's not that much of a difference. Your testosterone level is very more than that on a daily basis anyway. So mm-hmm. test boosters can be kind of a, a waste of money unless, again, just talk listen about to heavy range. metal. You know, I'm surprised that you you missed and you didn't talk about because especially lately your, your message around this, I think, is a huge impact on testosterone is sleep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, lack, you, lack of sleep has a as a dramatic uh, negative effect on um, on a, a lot of hormones, but testosterone. Like if I'm if I'm a if I'm a if I'm advanced age guy and I'm at, I, I don't know this person, so I have no idea. I didn't get a chance to look at the profile, so I don't know if it's like a young man who's trying to get the a, a extra edge for building muscle. If it's that guy, don't waste your money. If you're somebody who is forty plus years old and you're concerned because you think you have lower levels. First thing I would check is my sleep. Second thing I would check is my fat and my diet. So increase my fats, get some good rest. Uh, those two things alone, I think, would would make as much of an impact, if not more, 
than any of these herbals. And it's not just the amount of time. Yeah, and it's not just the amount of time you sleep. It's the quality. So as you get older, it's not the, uh, like they go to bed too late or they wake up too early. Typically what ends up happening, especially as you get into uh, retirement age, it's quality Mm. of sleep. So they have all the time in the world to sleep or they go to bed on time, they're tired, but they have poor quality of sleep. And so with those people, I would say uh, have a good sleep routine, um, make sure that your room is blacked out and cool. Uh, you can even try um, taking a cool shower before bed. That, tend, that looks like it seems to help. You know, eliminating electronic use before bed. No stimulants throughout the day. You know, the whole like sleep routine thing. That would be more impactful than just going to bed earlier. Yeah, quality sleep, quality boners. Brian Dominic, how much dairy do you guys eat? What are your favorite dairy products, and what are your overall thoughts on dairy? I probably eat the most dairy. I was going to say, you should probably start this one off. Yeah. (laughs) You're a dairy queen. It's my genes. Yeah. (laughs) You're a dairy queen. Dairy queen. Dairy queen. Can we talk about blizzards? When was the last time you had a blizzard? Oh, my God. I think when my wife was pregnant. Yeah. I'm putting that on my list. She was craving. I'm checking that off this year. I'm getting one of those. It's been a long time since that. Blizzards were the last time I had one. Fuck, Good. Dude. There's something about those. And when they turn them upside down to show you how, like, thick it is. Well, you know, okay, here, along this line in, in questioning, I am so curious to see, like, you know, this continual uh, glucose meter, like, um, just to see, like, what happens, like, chemically with my body, like, what's what, how I'm reacting to all these certain food groups. And uh, because I really do feel like it's a fucking mess, if you ask me, dude. Oh, what? Oh, you fucking man. <laughs> uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're coming at me. There's two yeah, foods you can gotcha. eat. Yeah. You're left with two foods. I just, yeah. Well, you probably, cheese. you probably have, you probably eat a lot of, you've mentioned you like cheese, right? So yeah. what else? And milk. What, yeah, what milk. Are, your, yep. are you consistent with that? Do you have milk mm-hmm. almost every day? Pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I do fine with it, so... Um, yeah, some people react to it, um, you know, have gut issues with it. And for, I don't know. I've eliminated it before. And I thought that I'm trying to trace back because I do still have like a chronic heartburn uh, issue that I'm trying to identify like certain food groups that uh, may be contributing to it the most, which for me, it tends to be more of a stress related response uh, that I'm starting to kind of nail down but um yeah definitely certain foods like certain acidic like acidic foods and later in the in you know in the day will affect me uh, a certain way um and like certain vegetables like uh, certain peppers and things like that like bell peppers like i could eat certain kinds mm. of colors and then some of them you know it gives me really bad heartburn mm. um yeah, so, ra- racist heartburn yeah, <laughs> totally yeah all those red ones get out of here yeah yeah i think um, i'll build a wall here's here's what's uh what's cool about dairy first of all all the claims that dairy is not good for anybody. Dairy's bad, and no other animal drinks the fucking. You can't milk make a other. blanket statement like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's dairy's been a part of uh, of mankind in some regions for a very, very long time. Dude, it was it, like it was an essential part of survival. Like people pulled them into their home. Like, in, in 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 many cultures, it definitely was. And yeah. by the way, the type of dairy and the quality of dairy matter tremendously. So here's something that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. The pasteurization of milk. Uh, first off, we need to examine the roots of it. Why do we pasteurize milk? A lot of people think, oh, it's to keep us safe from bacteria. The truth is pasteurization was invented because the quality of milk that we were producing at that time was so terrible. It was so bad. It actually had a blue 
tint to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And people would get sick. And the reason why they would get sick is because these were sick cows. They were confined in these tight quarters. They were fed brewer's mash, which was these leftovers from from these breweries. They were full of bacteria and illness. Their udders were were, were sick and full of pus, and mm. they were milking these cows, and, and poor people were drinking the milk, and people would get ill. They would get sick from bacteria. So Louis Pasteur uh, was a scientist that realized that, hey, if we boil this milk, then everybody can drink it and nobody will get sick. Did you guys know that if you feed animals pasteurized milk, that they will develop uh, deficiencies? In fact, you feed calves pasteurized milk, and they will not grow and function properly. They can only drink to be healthy, wow. milk in its and raw that's form. that's not good for your bones. No. Yeah. Milk in its raw form um, is different than milk that is pasteurized. If Big you leave out, different. if you take raw- Most of the benefits are found in its raw form. Dude, oh. if you take raw You're milk- You're talking to the mammary technicians, yeah. right? <laughs> the bovine mammary <laughs> extraction <laughs> technician. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Sal to this slip up over here. expert over I'm here. I'm over here listening yeah. to him and like, I'm waiting to jump all over, but he's so far, he good. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing it right. <laughs> if you take milk that's- You take raw milk from a healthy cow- and you place it out and you let it sit there in, in room temperature, it doesn't go bad. It doesn't go bad at all. It actually turns into, um, uh, what does it turn into, Doug? Uh, kefir. Kefir, right? If you take uh, pasteurized milk and you leave it out, it goes sour. It actually turns bad. Uh, raw milk also contains a certain amount of the enzymes that break down lactose. So it actually contains some lactase in it. So some people who think they're lactose intolerant can actually drink raw milk. Mm. There's also um, the uh, homogenization process that goes on with milk. Mm -hmm. So what they do, raw milk has contains fat. And if you leave it out, the fat will separate uh, from the rest of the milk. And that's where you get the whole cream on top, uh, um, you know, uh, cream to the top. Yeah. Homogenization with a good cup of coffee. Homogenization pressurizes milk through this process that squishes and crushes the fat into these small particles that then suspend themselves in milk so that it's always even, so that you don't have to shake it anymore. Well, that actually damages the fat to a certain extent and changes it a little bit and actually makes it less healthy. So quality of milk, and of course organic, makes a big difference. So quality of milk makes a tremendous difference. But then there's also the intolerance side of it. Some people, many people, in fact, dairy is probably among... It's probably on the top of the list, list of things that people will have a toler- intolerance to if they have an intolerance to anything. If you have an intolerance to dairy, it doesn't matter the quality or quantity, you know, the quantity or whatever, you probably shouldn't have milk at all. I'm one of those people. Dairy, I could have the most quality dairy. It could be the healthiest sources. It could be fermented. It could be all these amazing things. I just can't have it because I'm also, not only am I lactose intolerant, but I'm intolerant to actual uh, dairy proteins. That being said, if you don't have an intolerance, if you come from a region that, uh, like Northern European or some uh, some areas of Africa, or you know people all over the world, I mean even even Mediterranean people who tend to have a higher intolerance to dairy, some of us have a great tolerance to dairy. If you can do that and you can have quality dairy, dairy is extremely healthy. The fat that's in dairy is very good for you. When you have it with other foods. Uh, it's got fat soluble, uh, you know, it's got the fat, uh, help, helps you absorb fat soluble nutrients. It's a great source of healthy protein. Um, in fermented forms, it's great for gut flora. So dairy can be extremely healthy so long as it's quality and so long that you can tolerate it. <clears throat> I'm pretty, uh, 
I, I I use dairy. I don't really go after it that much, though. Uh, I probably use it judiciously in my diet. Like I probably get once every couple of days. I have either some cheese in there. Um, I don't really do milk anymore. I've I've been on almond milk for a really long time. Uh, for me, it's more like this, though. Like even though I know you just said that it's a good source of of protein and fats. It's the actually a guy who's been tracking his macros for quite some time. It's not the most macro friendly thing when I'm trying to hit specific targets. So it actually it, it makes it tougher for me to get what I'm looking for in my food. So if I'm looking for a certain macro profile where I'm like, OK, I need X amount of protein. I need X amount of fat. I need X amount of carbs for the day. Um, dairy products, I feel like they don't quite have enough protein for it to be like a really good good like a heavy high source of protein and then it doesn't have quite enough fat for it to be like a great super source of fat unless you're doing something like whole whole uh, raw milk type of deal so for me it's kind of like uh and and i feel like if i over i can really easily over consume it because i like like cheese is good lots of cheese is really good you know so it's really easy to go from having, you know, one ounce melted on everything. Yeah, right. It's really easy to have one ounce on something to having four ounces of it melting on it. And real quick, those calories catch up to you. So I, I've never been like, I know Justin talks about how much he really enjoys it. I like cheese. Don't get me wrong. I love dairy. I like all dairy products, but I don't like them that much. And it's not the, and I feel like it doesn't always fit my profile. So it's something that I sporadically put in there because there are some benefits like you, you know, I don't, did you say anything about uh, uh, probiotics? Did you get into that yeah, at all? Somewhat. So, you know, there's, you know, you get some of the benefits from that. That's, that's great uh, from dairy also. So, and it's, there's not a lot of uh, easy sources to get uh, natural probiotic foods and, and it's uh, tends to be rich in dairy products. So there is a benefit from that. Um, this is also why too, like I'll have kombucha if I, if I haven't been having dairy in my diet lately, I'll, I'll, uh, make sure I get something like that, but I don't really, I mean, maybe a little bit of cheese here and there and it's, I'm, it's I'm trying, one of the and, things- and maybe every once in a while I'll have, I just had some cottage cheese maybe like a week ago occasionally maybe do like a Greek yogurt thing, but it's hardly. one, it's one of the most adulterated, uh, food, foods that we have though. It really is. I mean, you can't even buy, maybe that's what it is too. Milk. I feel like it's hard to find like yeah, a really quality source, right? A really yeah, good really source is. of any of those things. It's, it's, it is, uh, it's, it's hard dude. like that was well put Sal. Cause I'm trying to think of like what yeah. has caused me not really to get it. I'm not really anti it, but it rarely fits my macro profile. It's hard to find one that isn't fucking been bastardized. Like it's yeah. tough to, find a good source of of dairy they actually dude you i'm not even exaggerating you can find these uh, videos on the internet where they will do raids on raw uh dairies raid like drug raids because these dairies will sell raw milk uh to people and they're so anti-raw milk the funny thing is like if you go back the last 15 years you know nobody's died from drinking raw milk when it's when you have healthy cows producing Raw milk, it is perfectly safe. There's a natural um, uh, microbiome flora that prevents the milk from going bad and having these pathogens. I drank it straight out of the teat for years. Yeah. Yeah. You put your mouth right on that. Right thing. on it for years, literally. Literally, I get to work at 4 o'clock in the morning, walk over the first cow, have my black cup of coffee, and I'd fill that shit up halfway with fucking 
Real milk, straight from the teat, yeah. dude. Right to the teat, sir. Straight <laughs> warm from boy. the other two, so it doesn't even cool my coffee down. That's even better, right? Wow. There's nothing worse than having a good hot cup of coffee that you got to pour your cold creamer in there. You got it straight from the udder. It's nice and warm. Dude, I'm so mad because to mouth. I'm so mad because right. Whole Foods used to sell raw milk, and then they passed laws making it illegal. Can you mm. fucking believe that shit? Get, and and get by the way, nobody got sick and nobody died. It wasn't like something yeah. happened. They made it illegal to sell raw milk. But I used to buy it, and when my kid, you know, my son was growing up, and he would drink milk, that was the milk um, that I gave him. Was the raw, non-homogenized. It came in a glass bottle. It's fucking awesome. I used to. I just so you know, though, you know, circling back, I used to do a lot of dairy. I, I used to man cheese on everything. I used to drink milk instead of almond milk. But it, really, what made me make the original switch was the macro profile. I, I was that was the main thing, and then I realized I didn't really miss it that much. And when I do occasionally crave it or I want it in the diet, I'll enjoy it. But because I don't have any allergies or intolerances to it, so it's something that I, I don't miss. But I also find that I don't need either that much. Yeah, I'll say this too about Justin's comment on uh, food intolerances, right, and trying to identify what's going on. Mm-hmm. One thing you want to consider when it comes to uh, issues, health issues that you may have, nagging issues, sometimes it's not one thing that's this major culprit. Many times it's, it's a, a combination. L- it's a combination of things. And if it was just one of them, you wouldn't really notice mm-hmm. because it's a small effect, but then you compound them, right? So right. it could be a combination of dairy, maybe gluten, maybe stress. And when you kind of have that perfect storm, mm. then you, tar- you, you start to get you know some of these effects. So- but I'll tell you what, if you're trying to figure out food intolerances, the one of the first things you cut out is dairy because that is a very, very common food intolerance for people. Quick commercial break. Hey, people ask us all the time how they can support Mind Pump. Here's what you can do. Uh, you can go to www.brain.fm forward slash Mind Pump and get 20% off Brain FM for meditation or focus. You can also go to audibletrial.com forward slash Mind Pump and get a 30-day trial plus one free audio book. Lastly, you can go to getnatureblend.com forward slash mind pump and you will get a discount on Ben Greenfield's CBD product. Philip Lee Silva, what are your body maintenance protocols to make sure you stay healthy and injury free? How often do you guys incorporate massage, acupuncture, chiropractic, and other bodywork tools to mm. aid recovery. Cool question. Way, yeah. uh, way more now than before, out of necessity. Oh yeah. I used to. Do, I seek it out now. I used to sure. do none of that. I used yeah. to do zero. I I got my first massage like ten years ago, maybe before that. I never had a massage. The, um, I went to a chiropractor when I got hurt. Acupuncture. I went to to deal with um, heart palpitations once, and that kind of changed my relationship with it. Now, um, I make. Stretching, mobility, foam rolling, a weekly, if not priority, at least it's thrown in there somehow every single week. And it's out of necessity because now I guess I'm older and my body really talks to me if I don't, if I don't do those things. So, so the most common things I'll do now is um, I will do some kind of structured stretching at least twice a week. Uh, if I'm doing really good, it's four days a week. I will foam roll at least two to four days a week. I don't get massage very often just because I, I don't go to pay one pay for one. I, I wish I had one as convenient as Adam does. Uh, you know, I could get more massage because it really did a, really made a big difference. Um, and uh, I guess that's pretty much it for me. Uh, you know, meditation and stuff like that, but that's not really considered do body you, work. Justin, do you use any of these? You're probably using the least, I would assume. Yeah. 
I mean, well, I, you do you do mobility stuff. Well, yeah, no, that. Of but course. I mean, he's, but I mean, yeah, I'm he's gonna... listing it off like practices, like and that's already part of my, you know, my everyday like workout routine. I'm always incorporating mobility and you know movement specific, you know, joint. I'm always considering like the health of my joints in in all of my movement practices. So um, I do use uh, a, a m- massage as much as I could you know, schedule that in. Like I'm always seeking that out. Like, Where do you get it? Um, this place it's in Santa Cruz, uh, well within. Mm. Um, and because of, because it's an experience too, it's like, a, it's a way to kind of take ourselves outside of our environment, go into another environment. We actually do the, um, you know, the sauna and we also do, you know, the, um, steam oh, okay. and then we get our, you know, we go and we do the massage as well. So it's like, it's this real you know, decompressing, like stress relieving experience. And, and me and my wife really benefit from it. So we try and schedule that like once a month at least, um, just so we, we kind of get that uh, sort of reset. But as far as like chiropractic, I mean, I've, I used to go to, you know, chiropractic, but that was more when I was playing a lot of like impact sports and, you know, <laughs> my body was taking quite a toll just from all the collisions um, and it was nice to kind of, um, you know, work on that. But now, you know, working with people like Dr. Brink and, and, and focusing a little bit more on the movement patterns and, and better establishing that uh, throughout the routine, like I've, I've kind of been self-sufficient as far as that's concerned. So, so I, uh, I live with the, the holistic gangster female version for oh, sure. Right. So, uh, a lot of this is all a part of my life. Um, and, and at the, at the beginning, a lot of it was forced in my life. Like Katrina was a, a big, big influencer when it came to massage, acupuncture. Uh, if it was up to her, I would even went to a chiropractor, but I fought her on that for a very long time. The only thing that I don't use is body work tools and to aid recovery. And that's just because Katrina thinks that you're a wuss if you need those things. And that's just because she believes that if you have if you have the right hands and touch that you can do all that work with your your bare hands. And so she feels that she can get into all that work with her hands on me. And I religiously, since we've been together for six years now, for a year, this is no exaggeration. I was just teasing her about this the other day. For a year, every single night for one year, she massaged me. Probably one of the better years of my life. Wow, dude. Yeah. Like a full blown spoiled bitch. Like a full blown hour. <laughs> I just have to say that. Hour to two hour what massage. Happy yeah. Right. Uh, Sometimes. That's amazing. Most of the time, uh, it was on her table Can and she teach Courtney. <laughs> well, that's how she locked me in, right? I always tease her about that. I'm like, see, you fucking suckered me right into that. You made me think that for sure that you were gonna continue that on. And she always throws it back in my face like, yeah, okay, well, I'm also managing two companies and doing this. You try fucking doing that and massaging your ass every night. So, Touché. But she does still massage me on a very regular basis. I, never a week goes by that I don't get at least three massages a week. So I get three three massages on, min- punch on minimum a week. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's, it's done. It, it, if I have a week, for example, if it is just crazy, right. And I, and I didn't that week, which is very rare. I right away. know it's night and day difference for me. It's, uh, it's a game changer for her to get in and, and open me up. Like it helps so much having her, uh, do it speeds up recovery too. So a lot of times what I do is, you know, she's going to rub me that night. She'll ask what I trained and then she'll work that area. So 
she'll work whatever area I'm training currently. And it, it definitely helps uh, with recovery. And I've used acupuncture before. Less of a fan of acupuncture, although I've used it. Uh, chiropractic work. Um, I am super anti-chiropractors unless you're somebody like a Dr. Brink who is more focused on movement. So as many times as I've seen him, he's never put me on the table. He's never cracked my back. Uh, everything that he's done with me work-wise has been teaching me how to move better and intrinsically work on it myself. And so that type of chiropractor for me, I think, has been uh, a game changer also. But these, all these practices, I think, uh, become necessary as you be, as you get older than 30, unless you're somebody like Justin. And I think that's why I was pointing out that he probably uses these tools the least because I also think that he has been the most consistent with doing exercises that are going to benefit joint health, mm-hmm. where Sal and I were probably more focused on aesthetics or strength. Uh, and we probably neglected joint health and, and mobility mm-hmm. more than he did. And I think that his his use of these things are a reflection of that. I think that uh, for me, it's like a fucking necessity. It's like I have to do these things or else I, I look broken. Uh, where him, I feel like it's it's less of a, a necessity as it is probably for myself or Sal. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely think they're well worth their money. Uh, even before I, I met Katrina, I used to pay for a, a regular massage at least once a week um, to get done, if if not multiple times a week. So the bummer is they can be expensive, right? Well, so what does she what does she think about? Because um, there's all these these foot massage places that are popping up, and <laughs> and what they are is for people who don't know. So it says foot massage, but in reality, you go in then they massage your whole body. You're in these rooms with a bunch of other people and. They might take your shirt off. They might not. Usually you're clothed, but they'll fucking work on you pretty hard on your back and your shoulders and your arms or whatever. And they'll charge like 20 bucks. It's like churn and burn. That's total high volume. Hmm. But, you know, I've worked uh, with massage therapists who are like, yeah, a lot of people are going to those now because they're so cheap. They just like hustle so their could, way through your but body. They, but, they, but they hammer on you. You're, you're, you know, they give you deep, but I don't know how good they are. Like, what is her opinion on those? Well, so, <laughs> so that this is a whole topic in itself. She... If you didn't know this, I don't know if I've shared this with you guys before. Uh, Just for Your Health, it was the original, uh, not only clinic over here in the Bay Area, but it was also the original school. So anybody who's in massage therapy in the last 20 to 30 years more than likely has gone through Katrina's school. So her, her in this area. In this area, yeah. Right. So if you're in this area, you probably went through her school. It was the first and only school for 20 plus years. And so they kind of dominated the market over here, did very well for many, many years. And they sold it like maybe what, four years ago now, not long after Katrina and I met. And part of the reason why they sold it was because these businesses came in. And what they did was they had a lot of people on uh, visas and paying them, you know, dirt money, like under minimum wage to do these jobs that they could undercut the price really hard. And they took them through basic training. And some people have these great experiences. They go there and they feel great after it. Uh, People like Katrina, they scoff at it because they take a lot of pride in understanding the body. Like Katrina is the type of massage therapist where she'll rub your feet and she'll be able to tell you what's going on at different parts of your, the rest of your body by how you respond to how she touches your feet. And that's, you know, one, that's a lot of schooling Two That's a lot of practice and a, uh, a lot of hours put in. She can, she can rub her hands across my body and know, 
right where I'm holding something and be able to release it. Like, so what you get when you go to a place like that doesn't mean that somebody else there might have some of those same skill sets. It's kind of a crapshoot when you're going there. She laughs at those places. She thinks they're a joke in comparison to, you know, what they do. It's like us, what she gives the analogy for what we do and what our profession is, is like, you know, some Mickey Mouse trainer who just got certified. Throws a bunch of exercises. Yeah, yeah, and is, is, is working for some... good Mickey impression. Is working for like a, you know, and not to offend anybody who's worked for a company like, uh, what was the Curves? You know, like a trainer that worked for Curves yeah. compared to what we Runs do. Runs you through a circuit right. you know, on machines. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. People leave and they're like, what are you talking about? I got sore. I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, exactly the same. And I think that's a really good analogy for what it's like for them. It doesn't mean that somebody who didn't go to Curves didn't have a great experience. Like just like someone who went to that massage could have had a great experience. But when you're at the level that she's at as far as truly helping people, because they get into breath work and, and moving and the psychological side, like they touch, like their whole clinic was a school for better health. Like There's an incredible amount of uh, science behind um, body work. And what I mean by that is not necessarily specifically massage, but the effect that touch has on the human body mm-hmm. and how, you know, we've heard people uh, talk about how you store certain emotions in different parts of your body. There's some evidence to suggest that that may be the case. And she, if you talk to her, she 100% believes that. I, no, see, I worked with... I had a exceptional massage therapist that worked uh, in my facility when I had it that uh, really, I mean, I learned a tremendous amount from her. She's one of the most gifted individuals I've ever worked with in this particular field. And she's the one that kind of taught me this stuff. And then, of course, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a logical-minded person. So then I went and did my own research and found uh, a lot of the stuff that she was talking about in her own way. She's very esoteric. Do they have an actual title? Like, do they call themselves body worker? You know, if that's like sort of more of their focus. Certified massage therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, certified massage therapist. Yeah. So there's there's masseuse, which is what they don't, they get is like an insult. Yeah, you don't call them a masseuse. Yeah, Yeah, it's a massage therapist is is what they are. Unless they're giving you a happy ending. And And there's masseuse. And there's different certifications. release. Just like in our field, there's different certifications that are more credible and reputable. And if you hold some of the more credible, reputable ones. I just know I've heard that more often, like all these body workers and like this, this, like body mechanic, like, uh, or, or what's that well, one now shop you're, that's down there? You know, it's like there's this new sort of myotoxin, of- myotoxin. There's now there's, there's a lot of like, um, and, and so again, this is something too that she would scoff at is in this industry, just like ours, they'll take pieces, right? So, like, let's say they'll take a little bit of science in regards to like self myofascial release, they'll, they'll package a, a tool, a technique, a way. Of massaging, myofascial or, massage, or like like so the, or like or like the Graston tool, or like mm-hmm. all these tools, right? Something that is a tool can be used for its place, and this is why I like listening to Brink talk about this because I think he has a very level headed about it. Being a guy who's certified in all of it is it is a tool; it can be used. But what a lot of people do is they get certified in it, they build a brand around it, they mm-hmm. they make it feel like it's the end all be all, yeah. and she kind of laughs at it. It's just like. You know, way before any of those tools came around, we were doing all this work and helping people's lives and changing people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, through teaching them how to breathe better, how to move better. The hot rocks and the yeah, suction. Right. There's a, a lot of, techniques. there's, exactly. These are all just, they're all spinoffs of, of massage therapy that, uh, that are, have been marketed a certain way. And, the, and there's also just the benefit of being touched. A lot of people don't realize that. that totally. Part of the benefit of going to a massage therapist is having another human being 
touch your body. And as funny as that sounds, that's very, very, very supported. Yeah. Oh, pay attention. By science, to, have you ever paid sure. attention to when they move around you around the table? They don't Do you, take their hands off. They you. never leave touch of you. No. Yeah. They, no, that's will, that's part of the technique. Yeah. They need, they need to kind of follow. You know, their hand goes. It's um, it's an interesting skill, mm. and you know some of the best massage therapists I've met. Here's you know it's a funny. There's a stereotype about massage therapists that a lot of them are weird, um, or out there. But I kind of think that um, that kind of plays into their talent. Like if you're a really in tune, kind of empathetic feeling type of person, mm. you tend to be better at massage. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. seems to be kind of my observation. You're reading like the feedback and the body, how it's like communicating, you know, like somebody's like, kind of twitching well, and tensing. And you're working on people's bodies yeah. and it's a very exhaustive. Oh, like it is uh, a very yeah. tiring yeah, yeah, job. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, as personal trainers, I could train eight to 10 people in a day if I'm working hard. Massage therapists, if you're massaging eight people's a day, you're going to hurt yourself unless you have like perfect impeccable technique. And even then it's exhausting. Well, they, mm -hmm. they believe that energy is transferred from, from the, per, the person you're rubbing to them. Oh, I mm -hmm. So you'll see like, so when, when Katrina's rubbing me and if I got a lot of shit in me she'll or shake I, her hands out, yeah, you'll see her in between, like when she's working an area, she'll work an area for a while. And then all of a sudden I can hear her snapping her wrist and shaking it out and then she go back to working and then shake it out. Like and Sal was irritating you again. And there's times, <laughs> there's, there's actually le le legitimate times and I swear, and it's funny because uh, this is something that her, being a more of a, I'm a science guy, right? And so I'm, I can totally feel you when you talk about this because they sound woo-woo because they've been taught a certain yeah. way. The terminology, when they, they've been talking something that's been passed down and for hundreds of years. Energy related. Right, everything's yeah. energy and the, the, the terms that the terms they use are not like science-based terms, but uh, the more and more we evolve and find out that a lot of these things are supported by science, we just were using the different terms and it's pretty fascinating to connect some of the things like that, like I've seen her do before where... You know, she'll be rubbing me and I can tell by uh, her response to the energy that my body's putting off. She doesn't know what happened in my day, but I know what happened in my day. And it's fucking always lines up with like a I had, I crazy had, stressful day. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like I see her like I, she'll tell me like, I can't rub you right now. I had She's this. Like, You're, you need to calm too down. Much, man. Yeah, I had this, too much, man. Right I had now. this debate a while ago with the massage therapist that worked with me. And she was saying how people store their emotions in their body. And I had this big old argument with them. Like, no, they don't. That's bullshit. Like emotions are stored in your brain. Like, and she's like, no, they're in your body. And then she totally clowned me. Like she, mm. she's like, listen, she goes, can you tell by looking at someone's posture, if they're insecure, if they're confident, if they're stressed out? And I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. And she goes, well, what is, what is that reflecting? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. You just got me. Wow. I mean, exactly. So, um, so there's a lot of interesting science that goes behind it. Again, there's the, the whole science of just simply, uh, being touched. So I think these are all important things in total wellness and health. I think the amount that you need them and use them is dependent upon the rest of your life. Um, and I, you know, like I said, I wish I had more access to massage because it was something that I know uh, I, I was think so it's beneficial. Awesome. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, check this out. Go to YouTube, subscribe to Mind Pump TV. It's our YouTube channel. We have stuff on there that we don't talk about on the show. Uh, you might even think of them as secrets until you subscribe, <laughs> and then you'll find out. Uh, a new video every single day. Also, uh, if you want to ask us a question that we answer on an episode like this one, the place to ask it is Instagram, and the page to answer ask it on is Mind Pump Media. Answer ask? I know. That's a new wow, word I just made up. Interesting. We all have our own personal pages on Instagram. Mine is Mind Pump Sal. Adam is Mind Pump Adam. 
And Justin is on Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.